podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. I'm Trev Denny and you know where I live and you know where I'm podcasting from. And joining me today is my friend and colleague, Lisa Marie Hannan. And it's just going to be the two of us again, Lisa Marie. So I hope I can maintain your attention for the 40 odd or 45 odd minutes we're going to chat today. Have you been doing over the last while? Well, tis the season and all of that. Um, happy to be here on episode 375. 375 of the hmm. Infield Index podcast. Didn't realize we had kind of a, I don't know, sort of a mileish stone, if you will. But no, yeah. it's, yeah. So yeah, no, all the, all the things. Um, I was telling you a bit before the mics went live that I feel like work wise, everybody's trying to see, you know, cram. Let's see if we can hit this deadline before before the everyone kind of disappears for for holidays and stuff. And so it's it's been a little bit hectic, but that's okay. Keeps, yes, keeps me keeps me out of trouble. Keeps you honest. Keeps you honest. Keeps you off the streets. All the all the things. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Um, it's funny. My my place of work is obviously very specific and um, peculiar to itself. I think it, it doesn't compare and contrast very well with anything, even vaguely private sector. But nonetheless, you do have uh, an, an an accumulation of things to do as the, as the year draws to a close. And I spent the last couple of days, you know, kind of pretty much putting in double hours like arriving early working through lunch and staying afterwards to get stuff out of the way um for end of year exams and all that kind of thing and it's actually i'd be honest it's actually kind of nice when you, you if if you can get it done and then you're finished i i wouldn't like what you're describing there which is like deadlines that run right up to the end that's 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 deeply unpleasant like i've got this thing now where i'm kind of sorted so i'm almost cruising now to the end of term <laughs> and you know it's exam supervision and stuff like that it's novelty days really for me it's like the, the there's nothing well, normal about it the good news is one of these and in, in a deadline isn't exactly the right word, but um, so I've got a project, I've got a facility, a hospital that I've been working at um, for nearly 10 years. Um, it's been this facility master plan where we've been renovating kind of department by department, floor by floor in this place. And we are finishing the last phase of this project that we started talking about in um March 2014. Uh, so um, they moved into the intensive care unit finally yesterday. They've been trying to do that for about a month or so now. So um, 
Yeah, it's it's a little bit weird, but but I've got plenty of other projects that are that are lined up right behind it. But it was funny. We had our our monthly meeting on Wednesday and it was just kind of like the end of an era because one of the architects who's been working with us is literally retiring at the end of this year, you know, here in a couple of weeks. So this is kind of, it was like his swan song. And so anyway, but yeah, but no people, they do. And, and again, I've been living to a degree, which you're dealing with on the academic side, just with kids in school. And, you know, Paul finished his, you know, first semester exams and, you know, at college and did very well. And Mary Kristen had her last midterm exam in school today. So she's done, she's done until I think she goes back the fifth, something like that. Um, fourth or fifth. Uh, so yeah, so, so she's off for the next couple of weeks. So I've, I've been, you know, who has what exam when and, you know, and all of that. So I feel like I've kind of had a little bit of a foot in both camps, if you will. Yeah. Week or so. <laughs> yeah, I, I well believe it. I mean, it's just a whole different ball game. I always feel like such a, such a spoofer and a charlatan when I'm talking to my friends uh, because all my friends, whether most, to be honest, uh, I, a lot of my friends might be a year or two younger than me, but we are all kind of ballpark. They've all got little nippers and, you know, I'm just going, yeah, <laughs> you know, been there, done that. But now I'm, I've basically been semi-retired for six years, so I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, okay, all the best with Santa tonight, you know, because, I, I, yes, again, yeah. <laughs> my, one of my very best pals there this evening, um, he'd been out with a few, a few of the guys after work for a couple hours. They had a few pints. And then I'm getting pictures of him. He's on, on, on daddy duty with, uh, with the kids, but going off to Santa Claus or wherever. And it's like, oh, wow. what? Jesus. <laughs> uh, you know, my, my big trauma this evening was would I get in in time, um, before our podcast this evening to have a nice cup of coffee as opposed to a ridiculously, um, uh, unsatisfying cup of tea? That's the stress I have in my life this evening, Lisa Marie. You know, <laughs> well, that's the stress you have in your life right now. I know you I know you have other stresses that, you know, it it all it all evens out for, for all of us. But but I get what you're what you're saying, because I'm kind of somewhere in between where you are and, and where your friend is. You know, I'm I'm, you know, kind of past the, you know, Santa Claus elf on the shelf, which, by the way, it was a happy day in our life when we didn't have to deal with that ridiculousness anymore. And, <laughs> you know, all of those, you know, so I'm, I'm you know, I'm kind of past that, you know, younger kids. Christmas programs, you know, all of that stuff. But of course that, you know, the, the kids are still here at home and around and in, in those things too. So I, I feel like, again, I've got a foot in both camps, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, 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 can, you can you can taste the freedom, and you're not sure if you want it. It's there. Uh, I can yeah. see it. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, you know. And when when you know when you're going through it, and like my kid, you know, finishing up secondary school here, very young at sixteen. Um, oh wow! You know, um, and and so the following year, then you know, I've we've got the empty nest because you know the kid went to dublin to live with granny and attend college and it was great it was it was wonderful um for everyone concerned really um but also you know you're not ready for it when it happens and i wasn't actively looking forward to it necessarily either so i i know exactly what you mean it's it's an odd one it's funny you mentioned actually 
um, some of the more festive things there because I do want us to come full circle back around to that topic um, for towards the end of the show. Semi-inspired by listening to the absolute lunacy uh, of the Messers on the Desi podcast uh, earlier on this evening uh, when I was um, on my trip home from work and um, doing a couple of bits and pieces of jobs uh, around town. I was listening to them. Uh, it was chaotic crack as usual uh, and it was very much you know uh, with the christmas bent uh, i don't think they'd done the podcast for ages uh so the last one they did was about this time last year it seems like they managed to make it around christmas time and yeah 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 i think that's very much the case um so it was good it was good to hear them all back together again they're they're um they're they're a charming lot, um, and uh, you know they 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 clearly have a, a a lot of fun at each other's expense, which I think is it always makes for a good listen. Uh, but I do want to come back round to that. However, to 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 justify our existence by talking about the football, there is the rather small matter of um, Manchester United um, at the weekend for Liverpool, and it's. Where I wanted to start our conversation and literally just see where it goes, because I think this is going to be kind of an evergreen discussion anyway, regardless of whether people get a chance to listen to this before or after the game. It won't matter because it's about how are you feeling about this fixture? And, you know, we've uh, in our last chat, you and I very much sort of we were taking a little bit of a stroll through, you know, the 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 establishment of your interest in the club and then when it got to serious levels and to the stage now now where you're doing podcasts and getting up at stupid o'clock to watch games um, that are kicking off here at half 12. And, you know, I wonder now, seeing as you're so all in, um, I was wondering how you're feeling about this. And I was in the immediate aftermath of... Um, and yeah, United going out of the Champions League seems to have had a very specific react, uh, caused a few very specific reactions, predominantly on my Twitter timeline. And I'm, it's probably completely ill-advised. And a lot of the time you're doing things from, you know, politeness or whatever. But I follow a thousand people. Um, and it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. Um, and so you are exposed to quite a lot of opinion. Obviously, a huge amount of them are going to be reds, although I do have varied interests, Lisa Marie, as you may well know. Um, <laughs> so you get exposed to a lot of opinion when there are a thousand um, people in your hive mind. And most of them, I mean, I would say the vast majority of them had the same basic opinion as you had when we were chatting about the game, which was... Oh, shit, I'm nervous about this now because, you know, they're never more dangerous than when they're, you know, uh, like the wounded animal thing. Or yeah. uh, do you, we, we always used to be shit and we always stood a chance against them. And it's all true. All of it is true. And I saw by pure luck or actually whatever the opposite of that is bad luck uh, earlier on, like I got to see... Um, Gary Neville, which is never necessarily a good thing. And it was from this time <laughs> last year, I think. And he was talking to Graham Souness and he was making his own video for whatever thing he was making for on his phone. And he was, you know, talking to Souness and talking about how he had never felt more confident than, um, 
when he then then the last year like this is before we spanked them right and all of it started playing into my mind and i am so confused lisa marie because i find myself oddly enough being in the sort of calm look we're much better than them um camp however what's complicating that is there are an awful lot of bad performances that do not reflect the fact that we're better than them, even if our results have been decent. So this is where I am. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, um, a hot mess when I come to think about this. <laughs> so I, I, I'm wondering what has been the uh, uh, sort of evolution of thought you've had around it. Are you still very much in that sort of, this makes me nervous, I don't like this, because that's how I always have been about United, regardless. And I still have a healthy amount of it in me. But it's just, it's, it feels like you're defying logic when you look at how shambolic um, that club is in many ways. Uh, and, and, and you look at how we keep getting results, despite the fact that we're not play, playing that well. It seems to defy logic to say anything other than admit that we, we must be favourites going into it. However, as Jan Mulby pointed out, until that Champions League thing, they had been on a little bit of a tear form-wise, um, very much in the top teams, the top two or three teams form-wise in the division. So, yeah, I've thrown a lot at you there. What, 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 where, where, are you, where are you currently sitting with it? Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well... Over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. Well, I'm a little bit of a hot mess right there with you. So here's the thing with United and, you know, and, and I guess the the history of it all, you know, I... I you know, tying back to previous conversations on, yeah, now I'm all in as a, as a Liverpool fan. So, so that rivalry and that history and all of that, you know, I've, I've really kind of come to understand that within the last couple of years. And, and of course, you know, the wins over them were very much, you know, highlights of not just my season last year, but, but everybody's, you know, at, at least we had that. So, so yeah. And, and honestly, I was, you know, when I was looking ahead at the fixtures, you know, say a couple of weeks ago and, you know, kind of like, you know, we knew this busy period was coming up, you know, with, with all the games that were being kind of, you know, shoved in <laughs> like my work deadlines, you know, <laughs> before the end of the year, you know, and you're looking through and you're thinking, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and United, and I thought, well, that's the home one. So if we're going to have to play them in the middle of all this busyness, at least it's at Anfield, you know, that that plays to our strengths um, better. So I was kind of, you know, I wasn't necessarily, you know, 
nervous about it. And and again, this was probably even back before the Man City game. So it was kind of like, all right, well, let's just get through City and then we'll worry about United, you know, kind of, you know, prioritize our stress, if you will. Yeah. So, but it wasn't really until they went out from the Champions League on Tuesday and I started seeing people going, oh, we're going to just, we're going to smash them. This is it. Another, you know, seven nil incoming. And I'm like, don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. You're, you're, you're tempting the gods, if you will, to, to sort of, you know, I just, I, I, yeah. And, and I, I'm kind of a strange creature and I, I'm all for a little banter back and forth between fans and some of those things, but I like to not really get, you know, too much into that because I feel like you are, you're just tempting fate. You know, that's, it just feels like to me that if, you know, if, if I'm, you know, jumping in on, on some of these conversations, which I don't tend to do really anyway on Twitter, but you know, that's just asking for us to get, you know, beaten by I'm beaten by them at Anfield, no less, you know, and, and that just swings the bragging rights in their direction. So so I just wanted to tell everybody, you know, as I was telling you, I'm like, these people need to calm down because I don't this is just making me nervous. And then and then I'm listening to I was listening live to Hendrick and Matchett um, recording Scouted. Okay. And I scouted this morning. Well, it was morning for me. It was like noontime for them. And. Carl comes right out with a six nil prediction. And I'm like, Jesus, I am going to fly over there <laughs> and hunt you down. <laughs> what is he doing? I know he's asking for it. I'm going to, you know, anyway. So, yeah. And, and, and Hendrick was a little bit better. He wasn't as, I think he said four, four nil, but here's, here's one thing that I'm going to put in the plus column. So last year, when we did beat them both times, I was not able to watch the game live either time, as I know I've told the story before. <laughs> um, you know, the, the, I can't remember why I missed the first one, but the second one, I was literally in the car driving back from a dance competition, you know, and I had Mary Kristen checking the score. Well, I will not be able to watch live on Sunday either. So that may work in our favor because I'm not watching. <laughs> well, well I, I refuse to believe you're any kind of a jinx. However, I don't know that I am, but, but anyway, it's just, um, it, to me, it just feels like I'm not, you know, it's like wearing the lucky socks or something. I'm not watching. So that, that yeah. hopefully will play in our favor, but well, I yeah, think, I just, I, I, think, I, I think it probably match it, uh, is probably, uh, going off the fact that he's not going to be at the ground. Well, but he went to great lengths on, I think, the scouted earlier in the week to point out that he has been in the ground for Crystal Palace and City and I can't remember where else. And, you know, we have managed to, you know, I mean, City, of course, was a draw, but still that was, you know, we were all kind of happy enough with that. But, yeah, the other two that he's been at recently, we have one. So, you know, he he went to great lengths to point that out. So he doesn't feel he's a jinx. And I I don't know enough of the history to, to be able to comment on that one way or the other, but um, yeah, so we'll, we'll see. Um, oh, there was something else I was going to say. Now I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was along those lines, but yeah, we just, I, I just don't, I don't want to have to listen to it. If they, you know, if we, but no, I know what I was going to say. The other thing that, that weighs me more on the positive side is the fact 
that we have seen, I feel, a bit of a mentality shift with the team this year to where, you know, there's been some of these wins we've had. They have not been pretty in the least, but we have managed. I mean, Crystal Palace is, is a perfect example. We have managed, thanks to my kit, we have managed to pull it across the line. So that gives me greater confidence than I might have had. You know, that was one of the things I know we talked about. You know, it was one of the things that was missing last year was just that, you know, that mentality to sort of, you're one down or, or, you know, to, to be able to just drag out that goal to, you know, to get the draw or, or to, you know, the next goal to get the win. We just didn't seem to have that last season. And, and it feels like we're back to more of that mentality this season. So, so that's in the plus column along with me not watching. Um, but in the minus column is Carl Match's prediction. <laughs> yeah. I, I, to be fair to Carl, um, I, I, it, it's it's a touchy subject with me because I am um, in the words of uh, my Twitter pal Chris Hewitt I am undefeated Downey which is quite <laughs> frankly fucking remarkable because I've been going to a lot of games you know we've established that I'm as old as Methuselah that's a lot of years it. it's a lot of years to be going to Anfield and I have not seen Liverpool lose which is, I think, I, I, I actually don't know anyone who's in, of the same vintage as, as me who, who can say that. But now, you're not going Sunday, right? But I'm not going Sunday. <laughs> How, but, but no, the reason I bring it up is I, th- I get a little bit ropey about things like that because you can get into your own head about it with superstitions. And, 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 oh, you know, yeah. I know like Dave is obviously teasing Carl about being a jinx or whatever, but you, you, you start flailing around looking for, reasons and i i've spoken on podcasts before but we have a lot of new new listeners and our listenership has changed over the years and some people might even remember but um oh and before i I continue on this um uh superstitious chit chat in case you were wondering lisa listeners there lisa marie claims harvey elliott as her own that's basically Um, yes what happened harvey elliott is my fourth child yes there you go (laughs) just just letting that be known for those who are kind of confused as to what the hell? <laughs> What's the connection there? Uh, What's the connection so, there, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I, I was crippled by superstition at one stage of my life. Absolutely crippled by superstition. I, I put it down to the fact that I come from this little island that has millennia of. Uh, <laughs> superstition and 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 uh, supernatural stories and just so much culture of belief in the 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 mystical and the mythical and the the things in the uncanny valley i i think i i I think an awful lot of us are kind of just naturally suffused with that i was talking to a woman um about an hour and a half ago who is convinced that there is something moving around items in her house uh, and she's of a vintage that she's not thinking, Oh, it's, you know, the ghost from the insidious movies. She thinks it's some sort of, you know, fairy folk. She's a hundred percent convinced of it because it's little things of sentimental value, not like chairs moving in the night, but 
like a little um, knickknacks or pictures. Will, or yeah, something. pictures yeah. or little memorials or uh, those those little cards you get um, done up when somebody dies. Those kind of things, oh, right? Yeah. So she's a hundred percent convinced. And I'm not gonna try to you know do the the stupid. Uh, when you know that those kind of things aren't real talk to someone who's 20 years my senior they 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 are very much entitled to whatever the hell opinion they want but i i do know i was crippled by i mean i got to the stage lisa marie where you know i i had to have my hands in a certain way when i was watching the game on the chair i had to say certain little things in my head little phrases uh, or even maybe utter them out loud if I felt that that if I didn't do that that we wouldn't win. Um, what was the other one? Oh yeah, there was something about pulling down my sleeves over my thumbs. I'm talking about stupid, absolutely crippling, <laughs> crippling stuff. Well, you know, just, I pace us. I pace us to a win. Yes, I mean, but this, this it has happened. This is where I'm going with this. I'm trying. I'm. I'm building myself up to be as ridiculous well, as possible. The latest example. I st- yeah. got up, and started pacing, and we scored that third goal. And I kept pacing, and we scored the fourth. So you know. Like you say, I'm making myself seem as ridiculous as possible, so that we can go back to you and ask you if you can relate. And 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 th- I think it came to an all-time low with me. And I've, again, I've told this story before, but this is not football related. But somebody told me that if you saw one mag, you know, the whole one. For sorrow to oh, enjoy. So someone said to me, told me that again, one of these kind of interesting characters who have met over my life, he was he, he fancied himself a druid, actually. Uh, and he said, you know, if you see a magpie, solitary magpie, you really should tug your forelock and say hello, Mr. Magpie. And I thought, you're taking the piss now, lad. And he's like, oh, no, I always do that. Seriously, those birds carry some sort of energy with them. And I'm like, what? And I was on a bus, Lisa Marie, at the age of 21 in Dublin <laughs> on a wet day and the lights were on the bus and there's dark windows. And I saw a magpie out on the top of a fence post or something like that. And I saw my reflection in the bus window, tugging my forelock when I had a forelock and saying, <laughs> hello, Mr. Magpie. And I thought, oh, God, Danny, you're lost to it. So from that day, I gave up all superstition. That's the point I'm getting <laughs> Never again. Nothing. I won't let anything be a superstition for me, but it's there and I'm very tempted by it. And you said that you have just in case people didn't catch it, you've developed this little superstition. Just let folks in on it. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL roundtable there every week after the Premier League match week. So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, okay. So it started a couple seasons ago, like is, you know, we were getting down, let's say, you know, the, the match was tied and there were, we were at like, I don't know, 82 minutes or something. 
it, it was kind of a, just a stress thing where I would get up and I would just sort of pace, you know, the yeah. room, not the whole room, not even the whole room, but just kind of like stand back behind the couch and just kind of because our couch in our living room sits, you know, sort of in the middle of the room. So, you know, I would just sort of be, you know, a couple steps back and forth, you know, just as I'm watching and, you know, going, you know, come on, come on, lads, let's do this. And we would we would pull out the win, you know. So anyway, it kind of became a thing, a little bit of a thing. Now, I will say that, you know, then, you know, I it wasn't working last season. So I kind of got away from it. And, and it's honestly, I don't know that it's so much it's. Yes, I need to stand up and do this for them to win the game. It's it's honestly it's just usually because it is a more, you know, it's a stress it's a stress reliever kind of thing, you know, yeah, where, yeah. you know, I don't bite my nails or, I'll, you know, or, or whatever, but yeah, it's so, it's like, it's, you know, it's just to relieve the tension is, is you're sitting here and watching and just, you know, just wanting to get that, you know, that one more goal or whatever. And, and so, yeah, the funny thing is, you know, Fulham was the first time I'd kind of really honestly done it in a while. And yeah, I, <laughs> So I did. I started. I started pacing. And sure enough, boy, we, we scored that third one. You know, Indo scored that great goal. I mean, I turned around and looked right as he did it. I'm like, oh, my God. You know, and and yep, kept pacing and we got the fourth. So, yeah. But again, I won't be watching on Sunday. So they're going to have to do it without my without the power of me pacing. Yes, but with the added power of the fact that in the last couple of times we've won against them, you weren't watching. So it balances out, doesn't it? Exactly. The, the superstitions or whatever, whatever you will balance out. Yeah. It's funny you mention Endo there, just to tie a little knot in this conversation. I was watching the European game on Thursday night and I was wondering if, as per the customs and traditions and superstitions in my neck of the woods here, somebody had stolen Endo in his sleep and replaced him with a changeling because I don't know what that lad was at, but he looked like an absolute, he actually looked as if he was uh, a little bit um, uncoordinated or had been on the sauce or something. But mind you, he wasn't alone there. And you know what I keep thinking, just to tie it out in this United conversation, I keep thinking to myself, look, we're due a really good performance from a lot of lads at the same time. That'd be nice. I mean, we really are due a good performance where we play some good football incisive stuff in the opposition area with good final balls and actually a few goals were due that and uh, then I just keep thinking I've been saying that every week for about six weeks (laughs) (laughs) so uh, it's it's a tough one and I I am here for everybody who talks about the irrational angst that they feel every time we play Man United, because it is a game that I had grown to detest with a passion because of all their years of superiority. Even when we would pull out these um, maybe against the odds wins against them, um, it, it just was never an enjoyable game to watch, but we've been so good against them in recent years. And I just, I, 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 I want to just, maintain my faith it's a thing that I, I, uh, Jan and I have spoken about so often on our show that last season was such an anomaly because last season was the only season where we felt we didn't know what was going to happen and when Jan's doing his prediction at the end he's like I don't fucking I'm not sure because I don't know what we're going to get whereas for all the other years it was uh, and including this season it's just like 
yeah, well, we're better than them on paper. So, you know, if that, that means we should win. And so you have that, not irrational, but qu- quiet confidence. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. And, and, you know, I've been kind of vacillating between, you know, all of these things. Um, hence back to the hot mess. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. that you made and I, I just jumped on top of, which by the way, it's funny to hear you say that because I, I don't know that I've ever heard you use that phrase before. That's something that gets, used here in my neck of the woods quite a bit. So I don't know if my Southern is rubbing off on you again or what. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? I do have, without a doubt, a hugely eclectic bunch of phrases. Uh, and then what happens is I'll quite often twist them into their own unique Downian shape. Uh, but that one I just always liked because I thought it was yeah. incredibly expressive. And absolutely, it's, it's, it, it, I, I'd, I'd seen, uh, some of my, uh, some of my young chums using it for sure. That's probably where I picked it up. Um, yeah, it was amazing. During the week there, I, I, I did a tweet about your favorite and mine, Pep Guardiola. Yes. Uh, it was on the back of his, um, stunningly, stunningly, uh, uh, uh lacking in self-awareness outburst about their status as favorites. And he was just having a big cry about how when they win the league, nobody thinks it's anything special. And if Liverpool win, everybody celebrates. I'm like, yeah, what's your fucking point, lad? Everybody knows. Saying that uh, tune before, hasn't he? He went back yeah. to that old standby. <laughs> and I'm, the gist of what I said was just basically, I wish he could just, if he would just own his, their, 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 their role as, as favorites, their status as favorites, or own his capacity to outspend everybody else, or some little bit of humility. And then I, you'd have to roll back a little bit. But you know he can't seem to do it. And I, 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 he, he's, he's just endlessly offensive to me as a human these days. I have to say, and I think that comes across possibly a bit strong. But wow, did I get some? I got some absolute <laughs> uh, uh, bottom feeders coming out from the, uh, the, 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 the underneath the, the rocks on in the, in the, uh, in the Twitter sphere. My God, there was some. They were butt hurt recently. <laughs> <laughs> they were just, to use another Yankee phrase there, they were absolutely just, I've never saw such vitriol aimed at me. One guy started talking about, yeah, yeah and this is why I'd love to know, because my, my profiler is me in a hat, and he said something about, yeah, well, you, fuck you, you're bald anyway, what would you know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, what does that have to do with anything? I was like, wow, that's really, I just like, who hurts you? You know what I mean? And what I do is I've, I've a fantastic strategy for these guys. I recommend this strategy to everyone. So if you're on the hook with one of these guys, don't do what I know an awful lot of, of my friends do. Uh, and we spoke about it actually on the, the, show that Dave and I did for, for, for AIP about how, Gags and some other guys are really good at just ignoring. They just ignore any of the idiots. They just ignore them. And then the, that's the best way to get rid of idiots. Cause they, if you don't bite, then they, yep. they, they just go away. Don't, don't feed the beast. hundred percent. I always give, give the beast a little bit of food, <laughs> right? I'll, I'll, I'll hit back and uh, depending on my mood perhaps viciously or perhaps uh, in a smarmy way, something that's guaranteed to annoy them and wind them up further. I, I, when I know that I have them on the hook and then just as they're probably typing their response, I'll block them. 
<laughs> so I I, I, I I take great solace from the fact that somewhere out there in some basement or box room covered in Dorito dust, there is a lad fuming that he can't get his response to me. <laughs> so it's just a little I, 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 I consider it a little tip there for uh, for survival of the uh, Internet weirdos. We are coming up to the top of the hour. We have five minutes left. And I said I want to return to concept of festive stuff now we're gonna obviously get one in hopefully well jesus it's not obvious at all is it wow well, we can get one in next friday 15th yeah we oh yeah we should yeah, yeah. so so yeah. we should we'll, we'll oh, uh, then i'll go back to it. we should obviously then try and get our a, a, a christmas special where we'll do lots of christmas yes yes exactly that type of that type of crack however i do want to get the ball rolling on it because i think i'm i i grudgingly put up the tree yesterday evening grudgingly yeah, oh, 100%. If it was me to go up on like the 22nd and it's down the 27th, I love Christmas, but let's not do Christmas for two weeks. I can't be that guy. Oh. Uh, so th- that's, that's, even I have the Christmas tree up is my point. So I'm kind of wondering, again, like I say, it's, it was cross, it was on my mind because of listening to the, um, mad jokes on, um, on Desi, uh, they were talking about Christmas movies and they were getting quite uh, ex- exercised about what is and what isn't a Christmas movie. And look, everyone's done the diehard thing to death. And I'm not really interested in that conversation about what's a Christmas movie. What I'm interested in is, and I think I, I can't remember who it was. Oh, I think uh, actually it was Cam. Uh, I'm interested in what movie for you says Christmas. So I'm going to get the ball rolling here because when I was a kid, uh, every Christmas without fail, there would be this, a, a certain amount of movies on. We're talking about a different era here for you guys who are of a, of a younger generation than, than myself and Lisa Marie. You, TV was, was it. Obviously you could get maybe VHS or whatever and watch a movie, rent a movie, whatever, but TV was really it. And people looked forward to, I look forward to when you get the TV guide and you couldn't wait to see what would be on for the fortnight around Christmas. It was a huge deal. And you'd be looking through, oh wow, this day has, you know, Empire Strikes Back and, and the next day we've got uh, Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Oh, fantastic. And you were just, it was, you, you were really excited about seeing these good films uh, because generally there was trash on, right? Uh, and in a condensed period as well. So you get very excited about it. And the one for me that makes absolutely resonates of Christmas for me is probably the least Christmassy movie in the world. But for me, it's absolutely me sitting there stuffing my face with goodies, enjoying the shit out of this wonderful and yet highly silly film called Escape to Victory. Are you familiar with it? I've heard of it, but I have so, not seen it. So let me give you let me get give you the elevator pitch. It's <laughs> all right. I've missed Guy in his movies. Anyway, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a, a, a set in a POW camp in World War Two. Okay. And I, it, uh, it, so it's uh, Allied prisoners, and they arrange a game against the Germans, and the whole build up is 
about preparing for this game and then the game itself. And the football in the game itself is is pretty good. And stars of the show include several actual professional footballers, which, of course, gave the whole thing a, a feeling of being um, authentic. So you had people like John Wark, who used to play for Liverpool. It was an Ipswich player at the time. And if you don't mind, fucking Pele. Right. Uh, who, who's, who scores the winner with this incredible bicycle kick where he's got one arm tucked up because it's been broken by constant abuse from the Nazi footballers. It's just wonderful stuff. Uh, and of course, then you've got the novelty of Michael Caine as a center half and uh, um, uh, Sylvester Stallone as a goalkeeper. So just tremendous stuff. I, I could not recommend this movie more. For that reason, because it's feel good in the extreme, a daft kind of a caper. Um, I love it. And for me, it is Christmas. Uh, I'm wondering, is there one of those for you? I don't need a VPN. I've got nothing to hide. <laughs> this is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home Internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super-fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac, and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes, and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. So from when I was younger, the sound of music would always be on. Oh, and I yeah. always loved the sound of music. <laughs> yeah, great shit. That's a great shit. Love it, love it. And and I think it was too because it's one of my mother's favorite movies. Um, so, you know, we would often all kind of, I mean, her and I for certain sit down and watch it, but you know, other, my dad or my brothers might, might be kind of in or out, but, but yes. And I, I mean, you know, I got to a point where I knew all the songs and you know, it was, but yeah, I do. And I still, I haven't watched it. It's been, a, it's been a few years since I've seen it, but, um, but yeah, but so to me, that was one that it, it did seem like it was always on. Yeah. Around Christmas time, you know, and, and, and of course it's a long movie, you know, so it would be, you know, this, extravaganza to you know once you throw in commercials and, and the whole bit you know it, it was a very long movie so so when i was younger it was the sound of music um i think would, would be the one that yes not necessarily a holiday movie but a movie that i you know we would often watch during the holiday. holiday yeah yeah during the holiday season yes so has that has that changed over the years? That is there is there like a tradition of a show that you watch with the kids, a particular movie that they've been fond of? Again, I think Gags was saying uh, he and his girls watch 
uh, I think it was Home Alone 2, he mentioned. And it's just kind of a tra- tradition for them. They like to do it to get into the festive spirit. Do you have one of those with, with your crew? We would want, there was a time, um, I think until they kind of got, it seems like, you know, they're sort of on all the time, you know, I mean, once the, you know, the streaming of movies and stuff has kind of changed some of that, but, but there was a period up until a couple of years ago where it seemed like we watched a lot of the Harry Potter films. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. During yeah. the Christmas. And, and again, because it was something that, you know, myself and Sean enjoyed and the, and the kid, all three of the kids, enjoyed you know we you know even my two boys can have very um differing tastes when it comes to you know to movies that they enjoy so harry potter and star wars were always safe bets in our house um so (laughs) so yeah so those would often be um the ones that we would and maybe not necessarily per se sit down and watch but often it, it seems like one of them would be on as we were you know decorating the tree or, or, or doing other things, you know, related to, to holiday preparations. Um, but yeah, but it, but it seems like the Harry Potter movies, I, w- I would say. And then I know it was a couple, was it last year or the year before we were talking about Christmas movies over dinner and Elf came up and I was like, I haven't watched that in a long time. And so we did actually kind of sit down. I don't know that it was all five of us, but I know it was me and, I want to say me and Sean and Mary Kristen for certain, maybe one of the boys as well. But we sat down and, you know, and watched it that evening because it was on, you know, one of the 95 streaming services that that we subscribe to. So. So, yeah, that is tremendous fun, to be fair. It, I is, mean, it is. And I hadn't watched it. It, had, I mean, I it had been one of those where I hadn't sat down and watched the movie from beginning to end for for probably five or six years. You know, I've watched pieces of it or passed through the room when one of, you know, when somebody else was watching it, but I had not sat down and watched it from start to finish for a while. And yeah, and you do when you, you know, when you can sit down and watch it from beginning to end, it is, it's great fun. It's it's just a great, it's just a fun movie. So the last thing I have for you, and again, it, 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 it sort of, I think it was included in the conversation. It was one of the periods where they were shouting at each other and Desi saw, oh, I'm not, <laughs> I, sh- I just, <laughs> you're desperately flailing around hoping to catch what one person is saying at least. Uh, but I think there was a talk, uh, there was mentioned at least at one stage, uh, about this particular, uh, type of thing. And I, I'm, I was going to ask you anyway, about this at the end so i may judge you based on your answer here but you know you know the 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 probably the main subscription service that everybody uh has had at some point is netflix and they specialize in these christmas movies in inverted commas where you know there are these real kind of saccharine tales of uh romance or smiled comedy with some kind of a Christmas setting for the sake of it. There seems to be literally hundreds of them. They have a whole section where you can tune in and watch these daft sort of, like I say, throwaway soapy type Christmas movies. You may hear in my voice and and from my (laughs) adjectives, that I can't like, for example, you mentioned the sound of music and I, I, I said it's a fantastic shout because it was always on. I, co- 
I watch the Nazi bits. I can't be watching. <laughs> I can't yeah, be watching. You don't like musicals anyway. <laughs> I can't be watching musicals. But 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 so but these things. I mean, I would I would watch the Sound of Music back to back seven times rather than watch any of these kind of things because I, I I I get panicky watching those. I go what? <laughs> I've I've only got a certain amount of time left. I can't be doing this, <laughs> you know. So so that's basically where I go with these. However, I am very aware that different people have completely different taken. They say ah, just turn your brain off it's kind of harmless so i'm wondering where you stand on those type of movies okay i think a lot of those movies that are on netflix actually come from there's a channel over here i don't know if it's available outside the u.s it probably is at this point in time it's called the hallmark channel hallmark, hallmark of course yeah. okay yeah. and they are known for these christmas movies and they always i mean it's like all the time it, it used to be initially when they started them years ago you know it would be like there'd be one on every you know every day in december if you will or from thanksgiving to you know then they got to where because they were so popular and everybody just loved them they would do like christmas in july and they would show a bunch of them in you know in july i take i don't know that great pride is the right word i have never watched a single one but i oh. know Oh no, I have I have not. I just and I think around the time they became popular was probably around the time my kids were small and you know, I just did not have the time to sit down and watch you know these movies. But I know people, I was going to say women, but but it isn't necessarily exclusively women that they love them and they live for the Hallmark Christmas movies. And I mean, it's become a whole sort of joke over here. I mean, there are t-shirts about, you know, Christmas means Hallmark movies and hot chocolate or, you know, just, and I have never, I, I mean, I've, I've said it on more than one occasion, you know, I'm, I think I'm probably the only female of my age in America who has not sat down and watched one of these movies, but yeah, they're, they're infamous for being, you know, it's essentially the same plot and um yeah, but they're, you know, maybe they're at a Christmas tree farm, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the girl who moved off to to, you know, start a career in the big city. And, you know, she's been widowed or, you know, divorced or something. And she moves back to her hometown and she hooks back up with her high school sweetheart who owns the Christmas tree farm, the local oh, Christmas God. farm. Yeah, whatever. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I My brain's hurting. I, that's so right. That's perfect. You know what? I knew. I knew from the minute we started having a chat with each other that we'd be friends because of this. It was all leading up to this revelation. <laughs> that, Don't get me wrong. I, I like I, a lot of other things that would probably well, fall in this general genre of nostalgia, but it just so happens that I have not subscribed to this. Yeah, you see the way you said it's not exclusively women. It is exclusively women. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I oh, think, I don't know. I, 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 I mean that that would, would seem to. I would be, say it probably is ninety five percent. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, I think that's squarely where they're aimed. Um, and, oh well, and, that's certain. That's certainly the targeted demographic. There's yes, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, 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 I'm pleased that you find yourself outside of it. I would not judge you. I was only joking if you were inside of it, because like I say, all these people, you know, who, who, who I know and love and they just, they get a tremendous uh, bit of satisfaction out of, you know, the, the, that kind of cliched horror that you just described. <laughs> My God. That's, but yeah, but the call the midwife Christmas special, I will oh, be yeah. on that and I will likely cry as I do every year. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Blubbering at the BBC, <laughs> tremendous stuff. I, I, and I, again, I'd say join the uh, join the club, and there will be lots of lads shedding a tear at that as well because I they do they do they do it very well. I know they idea. do it very well. I had no idea. But my, uh, there's at least three three members of my family. <laughs> very, 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 very fond of that. The, the, the extended crew were around at Christmas. And so it's a big deal. So I sat in last year for the first time. Oh man, it's emotionally manipulative. It got me. I had to get up <laughs> for a glass of wine and invert the commas at one point. <laughs> well, and you know what? A lot of the regular episodes can be that way too. I mean, that's, it's, it's a very well done show. And I mean, I've watched it pretty much since it's been available over here. Um, I mean, I think they're getting ready to start like their 13th or 14th season. So it's been around for, for a while, but, but I've, I've watched it pretty much, um, you know, since the beginning or, you know, since it was first available on Netflix, I'm pretty sure it's where I watched it the first time around. But yeah, it's, it's a very, it's, it's one of my favorite shows that I look forward to when, you know, the new season is available to, to start watching again. So, but yeah, call the midwife Christmas special. I will be on board for that. Yeah, well, we'll we'll tease it out a little bit more next week in terms of our, our festive chat. We'll try and get a few of our, our chums on as well and uh, make it a little bit of an occasion. As you say, we might even do a Christmas quiz. We'll see if we can get the, the lads on board, if we can get Cam out from beneath the uh, the, the drills and um, builder's supplies. Uh, we'll try and get him involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will wrap it up there. It's, I think that's around 45 minutes, which is where we said we'd leave it. And I don't want to take any more if you're evening i know you have a busy one ahead um I, i'd like to say i do but um i'm going to be smug and say that i have nothing to do this evening so sorry about that uh <laughs> but yeah we will wrap it up there um a joy as always to talk to my friend Lisa marie hanahan um for anfield index and to listen uh, to give you guys a chance to um, listen to us having a bit of a natter, it's a privilege. We do uh, understand that. Uh, we very much appreciate your support, all of you who listen to the channel on a regular basis. Some people have recently reached out um, to myself over the last couple of months and said uh, kind of unequivocally how much they enjoy the show's and I don't think it's necessarily um, because of the spectacular stuff that 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 that, that I or the Lisa Marie or Cam or anyone else is saying. More that they find it uh, a nice part of their life that they can kind of connect with people. And I understand that really, really profoundly because I have that exact same thing with people um, on shows that I listen to in completely different areas, um, history and geopolitics, the, th the things I'm kind of obsessed with outside of uh, the Reds. And you do kind of connect with people and it's uh, it's a lovely thing. And we 
understand that we're in a privileged position to be the ones that you're actually giving your ears to so we appreciate you out there we hope you're enjoying the build up to christmas not everybody does um, it's not a time that you enjoy i hope you can distract yourself um if it is i hope you lean into it with gusto um we will be back to have some christmas related nonsense that i i think everyone can enjoy whether they're fans of the season or not on our next one which will be our seasonal special before the actual big day itself i look forward to it i've been trev denny you heard lisa marie hannah and this is the anfield index podcast 375 if you don't mind we'll be back with you very very soon we hope you enjoyed listening to this anfield index show please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.